Welcome to Truth, Culture, Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. I am Royce Hood, your host today. Father Orsi is missing in action. We are trying to track him down. But no, jokingly, he has stuff going on this morning. He may try to join us later on this hour. Um, but for right now, we are uh, joined by a very special guest. We have Dr. Jerry Crete joining us. Dr. Jerry, uh, do you prefer Dr. Jerry or Dr. Crete? Oh, either one's fine or just Jerry works for me. Jerry, all right. That's great. How, how are you doing today? And welcome to the program. I'm doing great. Thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, you were introduced to me through my friends over at Sophia Institute. Um, and wow, you have got quite a background. Uh, Dr. Jerry Crete specializes in the treatment of trauma, addictions, and anxiety disorders, where he applies all sorts of things that I don't even know what they are. EMDR, EFT, IFS, and ego state therapy. That is a mouthful. What, what does that mean? <laughs> ego state therapy, what is that? It is a parts work approach, uh, which really comes out of a long tradition of a psychodynamic approach with some aspects of clinical hypnosis. But really what it is, is getting at our inner world, our inner system. The idea being that our personalities are not just one thing, um, but we have kind of parts or ego states or aspects of ourselves. And sometimes they're in conflict, kind of like St. Paul talks about, you know, I do what I do not want to do that he has a sort of an inner conflict. So it's about accessing and healing and bringing better harmony among our different parts or different ego states. Wow. Um, really, really interesting. I mean, e ego state is something that I've never thought about before and never heard. Um, and I, I, we're going to talk to you a bit about your, your new book. We're going to talk to you about some of the, the, the work that you're involved with, but I'm just curious if you could tell us a little bit more about, ego state i mean can you just def define that for a lay person if you could yeah like i i tend to say parts uh is one way a, a way to look at it might be an aspect of self or a part of the self or the self system or you could even look at it as a sub personality so it, it doesn't have like an ontological existence of its own or anything like that it's a it's it's just a, a sort of a functional uh, aspect of your inner world, but I'll put it to you this way. Like there's a part of me that shows up as a therapist when I'm w working with clients and that there's another part of me that shows up you know, as a dad, you know, when I'm taking care of my kids and stuff like that, or when I'm socializing with my friends, there's also another part of me that shows up perhaps when I'm triggered and really, really stressed out, you know, like, and some, so we have these different ego states. We have these different parts that um, often they're very functional, but sometimes they can be, they can appear dysfunctional, even like a part that drinks too much or a part that wastes a lot of time binge watching TV or video games or we have, but we also might have a part also that within our own system, we have exiled away. And usually those are parts like you think about an inner child kind of like a part that 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 is maybe wounded or have some something from the past some some pain or burden that it's you're still carrying within you that is sort of like put on this this other part and so we tend to push those away we don't want to feel any bad feelings but they they will inevitably show up if we don't uh, work with them this is a fascinating topic to me i mean again like i said yeah i'm learning something new today and i'm sure our listeners are as well um, and a lot of it's, so you've got a new book coming out, which we're going to talk about 
probably in the next segment. And it's called Litanies of the Heart, Relieving Post-Traumatic Stress and Calming Anxiety Through Healing Our Parts. And when I first read that subtitle, I, I didn't really understand what you meant by our parts, but hearing you explain the application with respect to um, uh, the uh, ego state makes sense to me. And I'm wondering as you're talking, um, and again, we'll get into the book more, but I'm wondering what, there, there's probably other applications for accessing and I don't know, making more efficient the ego states. Is that, is that accurate? Like I'm thinking to myself, you're talking about like, okay, there's one state where you're binge watching TV or, or are there positive ego states as well? Uh, work ethic, motivation to work out at the gym, prayer, whatever it might be. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so we, we tend to call parts that are functional and helpful kind of managers and they basically work for us. You know, like, yeah, you talked about a work ethic or a, you know, they, they care about, generally speaking, they care about what other people think. They tend to care about what God thinks. They tend to care, you know, uh, about doing the right thing, generally. Um, but they can get burdened. So they can be working too hard. So if they believe, oh, I have to do well at work. But because of stressors or whatever, they could become, take that burden to an extent where they're a workaholic, right? Or they're neglecting something else. So parts... Parts are all our parts or our ego states. They're they're not they're neutral or they're generally speaking good. Like they have good intentions, they're but they get burdened. Um, and if you have a part that's burdened, so even a, like that workaholic part or another part, maybe the one who's um, overindulges, say, in alcohol or drug use or something. Well, that part also is trying to do something good, in its mind anyway. It's trying to relieve some kind of stress, some loneliness or some scent pain or something, right? Numbing pain, what have you. So it has an intention of doing something good, um, even though on the surface of it, it may look like just a problem. So rather than pushing those parts away, we're actually bringing them in closer to actually work with them, find out what their intention is and work on ways that we can actually meet those good needs in a healthier manner. Wow. Uh, so interesting. Um, I'll note that in addition to this subject, you, you're the former president of the CPA. Uh, what is the CPA? Uh, yeah, that's the Catholic Psychotherapy Association. So it's okay. a, yeah, yeah. We're, we're made up of, of psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, social workers, marriage and family therapists that are across the, not just the United States, but across the globe actually. And, uh, and we kind of all come together for conferences and various things throughout the year uh, to support each other in our faith. So this is so it's such an impressive background, founder of Transfiguration Counseling and co-founder of Souls and Hearts. Tell us a little bit about those. And then I want to when we if we have time, I really want to get into your your background a little bit. We'll get into Exodus 90 and some of those other things as well. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, so I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I have a practice uh, is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so we're a group practice. So I have therapists in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, and, uh, we were basically wanting to provide therapy, um, that has a Catholic approach. And so we bring in, uh, or we're open to having faith be part of the, the, the therapy session, or at least just an understanding of the human Catholic 
human understanding of the human person. So we also have coach, we have uh, as well, life coach as well, working for us who also does coaching uh, approaches. So we're doing a lot of integration of, of faith and so on. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, you also mentioned souls and hearts. Souls and Hearts is a uh, online program I founded with Dr. Peter Malinowski. Um, he uh, he's in Indiana, India, Indianapolis, and uh, basically it started out as we wanted to provide a resource, psychological resource for Catholics, that to help people understand, hey, what's good, what's bad, what are what 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 what's going to be helpful. Eventually, uh, you know, we had courses. We had, we do have courses on there, but eventually, what really became popular was our online communities and we really do bring in this aspect of parts work and helping people connect with their parts and understand their parts in order to develop basically human formation we really believe that at a human level when we work with our parts it, uh, uh, and we have a better harmony within our own internal world we're then more able to love others and ultimately love god in a way that we couldn't the same before I'm looking at the uh, website soulsandhearts.com. You're, and that is the website for Souls and Hearts that you were talking about. And I clicked on communities and I noticed that you've got two different um, paths on here. One is interior therapist community, a joint mm -hmm. community of Catholic mental health professionals on a journey of growth. And the second is travel with our online community for discussions and exclusive content. Are, are, is, is it as it appears, one of these is is mainly geared towards the professional, and the other one is ge uh, geared towards the, the layperson. Absolutely, yeah. the The one for the professionals is for Catholic therapists, uh, you know, and so it's geared toward helping them understand their own human formation and growing professionally uh, in using internal family systems is a parts work approach. The other one is resilient Catholics and. That is for um, lay people, I mean, or we actually have uh, groups for priests and religious as well in there. And uh, basically, again, all kinds of activities and uh, ways to understand and get to know our parts. Because most of us, we, we may instinctively have the sense of, yeah, I have there's different aspects of me. Of course, we talk that way. Yeah, part of me wants to go to the gym. Another part of me wants to just go home and put my feet up and have a beer kind of thing. But... Um, so we, we generally have some idea of it, but we don't normally go around thinking that way. But when we do, when we really are aware of our parts, we begin to work with them. It's amazing the difference it makes both in our inner sense of peace and our, our ability to relate to others better. It's a game changer, actually. And when I started using this in the therapy that I've been doing, uh, the results were amazing. Uh, I saw change. People had remarkable change in pretty short periods of time using this method. Wow. No, this is uh, such an interesting subject matter. I mean, I think every person listening to this show um, knows someone or themselves struggles with something. Um, and we have uh, like we have a bunch of kids, for example, and one of the kids has uh, some learning issues and challenges. And one of the things that was suggested was have him to go go speak to someone. And one of the things we struggled with here in Illinois is, well, where do you go? And how do you trust what's being done to these, especially kids, like in these rooms? And unfortunately, where we are located, I, I'm not aware of any Catholic professionals. Um, and they tend to have certain images and uh, flags and things on their walls that, that we are like, okay, we don't want to go to this place. This is not the kind of subject matter that we're interested in for our child. But anyway, 
Um, how can people, does CPA have a website? Um, I noticed on Souls and Hearts, you've got a ton of content that people can look at, but I'm wondering if for any of our listeners that are looking for, uh, you know, a mental health professional, yeah, how can they find a Catholic? Yeah, the CPA, the Catholic Psychotherapy Association does have a directory um, of members uh, and, and you can access that. I think it's catholicpsychotherapist.com, but you might have to check that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and you could go to there and you could look up somebody in your area. Um, there's also uh, a website, uh, catholictherapists.com, which is another option. Um, and they're all, you know, they're vet, the the therapists are all vetted. They've all agreed to, you know, uh, that they support the magisterium of the church. So it's a, um, all solid Catholics. So those would be two places I would go if I was looking for somebody and you can search by location. That's amazing. So there you have it, folks. We're joined by uh, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, Gary. I, no, no, I'm sitting, I get, I, my dyslexia kicks in sometimes. Jerry Crete, there it is. And um, wow, such an interesting conversation. Uh, I note that you also develop retreats and you conduct retreats. You've appeared on podcasts, including Pints with Aquinas, which we love here. Um, tell us a little bit about the retreats and uh, we'll, we'll go for another minute or two and we'll jump to our commercial break. Sure, sure. Well, um, a specialty of mine is working with trauma, and uh, my dissertation, doctoral dissertation, was actually working with male survivors of sexual trauma uh, and healing in relationships. And so, um, well, I do a lot of retreats um, for uh, archdiocese, like the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Um, we we do a retreat for male survivors of, of childhood sexual abuse, and uh, but we've gone and done that retreat in Washington and Nebraska and various places also helped uh, design another, a retreat for uh, male survivors of abuse for the Jesuit order as well. And so we've, we're, so I, I love doing those kinds of retreats, uh, basically anything related to trauma healing. Wow. Wow. That's such an, um, uh, that's one of those topics that really, especially, I, I feel like, especially among women, uh, women are more comfortable talking about sexual abuse. I feel like generally speaking, you don't really hear men talking about that very much. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, maybe men just don't like to talk about problems in the same way that, you know, women do, they don't like to confront that, that issue, but wow, how, what's such, such an important work. And I think, especially in this day and age, especially with all the, the challenges that have plagued our own church, uh, being able to offer something like that through the church, that's just amazing. How, how many times a year is that something you do every year? Is it every other year? Yeah. The one in Atlanta is every year. And uh, and, and that, uh, but if we go to a different city, you might end up doing it two or three times in one year. Um, and you're right, men, men in general, uh, have a long history of feeling a lot of shame, obviously around being abused, especially if they were abused by another male. And, uh, they tend to take that shame upon themselves, even though they, you know, they were the victim, but even the idea of being a victim is, is, you know, anathema to, uh, to men. They don't want to admit being, being a victimized or this kind of thing but you really have to embrace you know you have to start speaking and and, and sharing at least with some trusted person in, in order to overcome and start healing so that, more and more men are talking about it more at least yes yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean is this a is it do are your retreats like how many people attend these is it <clears throat> they tend to be small um the atlanta does does uh, a couple every year also for women survivors and uh, they tend to fill up a lot more. So they tend to be small, intimate groups, like 10, 10 guys. Wow. 
but how how amazing is that? I mean, the best retreats that I've ever been on are, are actually the ones that have been small groups, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if there was a hundred people or something, you might not have the same um, same level of uh, intimacy with respect to you know getting to know each other and really uh, really expressing what people are feeling and helping them. So what a, what an interesting journey. On the other side of our break, if you can stick around a little bit longer, we'd love to talk about some of the things that you write uh, with Exodus ninety. Um, and meditations and some of your other background. Then we'll get into the new book as well. So stick around. You're listening to Truth Culture Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. We'll be right back. Yeah, don't ever lose hope. Please believe in yourself. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773 773- Listeners support Catholic Spirit Radio in many different ways. Some write checks, others use credit cards. But did you know that you can also give Catholic Spirit Radio your old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, even if it's not working? Donating your vehicle is easy. We take care of everything from pickup to tax receipt. Just go to catholicspiritradio.com to click on the Donate Your Vehicle link or call 866-628-CARS. Catholic Spirit Radio is reminding you of three upcoming Holy Days of Obligation, December 8th, December 25th, and January 1st. Vigil Mass is the evening before it count. We will have a webpage at catholicspiritradio.com listing all the mass times for churches in more than a dozen counties throughout the cities you, our radio listeners, live in. If you are eager to see the announcement the moment we get each new mass page posted, console our Facebook page. Have a Merry Christmas! Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line. A warm welcome to our new Catholic Spirit Radio listeners in Rockford. We hope you are inspired and informed by our quality programs. Tell others about Catholic Spirit Radio now heard in the Rockford area on 88.9 FM and catholicspiritradio.com. Christmas and year-end giving constitutes one-third of all charitable donations made annually. Please join others in supporting Catholic Spirit Radio during December. Donations do great good and are tax-deductible. To give to our Christmas and year-end giving campaign, please visit our website at catholicspiritradio.com today. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. I am Royce Hood. And wow, we have had uh, such an interesting conversation so far with Jerry Creed, Dr. Jerry Creed, who is an author. Um, he he has so many things going on. It's unbelievable. An expert at the ego state, at ego state therapy. And forgive me if I'm saying that incorrectly. And I've learned a ton so far in this, uh, just in the first segment. So we're excited to have you back on the other side of the break. Uh, Jerry, tell us a little bit about um, writing for Exodus 90 and some of the meditations that you've done for the Halo app. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I've been writing some articles uh, for the app for Exodus 90, basically, obviously geared toward men being a good father, or how to be a, you know, a good uh, dad, a father, or a good husband. Uh, also kind of a focus on how to overcome addictions, addictive behavior. Because a lot of guys that do the initial Exodus 90 uh, program, right, they can struggle a lot. If you're giving up everything, <laughs> you might discover after like or in the midst of it like that was harder than i thought and maybe i have a problem here <laughs> and so um you know and then and then after do you just go right back into exactly how you were before or, or, or do, you know any other support so you know doing some writing with them uh the hollow app i can't even remember how that got started but um i i did a series of meditations um some of them are ones I use all the time with my clients, like a calm place exercise to reduce anxiety. Um, and, you know, just just uh, offering an option that has a mental health component um, to healing uh, on the Hello app as well. Wow. You know, I, I'm super interested in, uh, first of all, everything that you're involved with is just so cool. Like, <laughs> you. You, yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Tell us a little bit about, you personally, your, your, your life, your family, your, you know, how, how did you get involved in this aspect of work? I mean, there's a lot of different directions you could have gone, Yeah, but the yeah, direction you've gone in is <laughs> to me, you've got, it's got God's fingerprints all over, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but I, I, I'm originally from Canada. Actually, I'm originally from Ottawa, Canada, and uh, we will not hold that against you. Um, <laughs> and and yeah. became a teacher, and I was originally a teacher, high school teacher, and uh, and, and I even taught religious education because the, the the schools there are publicly funded, the Catholic schools, uh, and and nobody wanted to teach teach the religion classes, but I wanted to, and so I uh, had some fun there. We moved. Uh, I had married, and we had three little kids, and we moved to the U.S. This over twenty years ago, so. Uh, and, and that was a bit of a journey cause we were really moving cause for my wife's work, but, um, I started, uh, teaching with, when my kids started school, I decided to teach again, but I kind of got drawn into becoming their school counselor at a private Catholic school. And so I did a master's degree in counseling and that kind of expanded more and more. I loved working as a counselor at a school, but uh, with some, uh, I got invited to do some clinical work, uh, and, uh, was interested in that, ended up doing a doctorate in counseling and marriage and family therapy, uh, and fell in love with especially marriage and family therapy, because it, to me, it's one of the most Catholic ways of looking at healing because it's looking at the whole system. Kind of like the Catholic faith is a systemic faith in a, like the body of Christ. We're all made up of different parts uh, as a body of Christ. It's when one is hurting, the others are hurting and this kind of thing. And and so I loved, I, I basically loved working with families where you, you kind of see a change uh, in the system and how it changes everyone. So eventually I started doing clinical work and uh, loved that and started my own practice and got drawn into like the Catholic Psychotherapy Association, got onto their board and uh, began to see things from a more global way. And led to all sorts of opportunities from there. That's just um, such an interesting background. I feel like everything you're talking about is uh, it's just interesting to hear someone's journey. And like I said, I mean, you could have gone numerous directions, but it, it sounds like you were in that that Catholic environment 
Uh, and so it led you there. I want to talk about, let's dive into the big, the big topic that you're here for today, which is litanies of the heart, relieving post-traumatic stress and calming anxiety through healing our parts. And this is a new book um, through Sophia Institute. And it looks like it's going to be released in January of 2024. And uh, but people can pre-order that now at sophiainstitute.com. Uh, Jerry, can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of functions there. I I really wanted to walk somebody through this parts work approach, so that you know you you may need you may choose to have a therapist, and if you need a therapist, that this book will be a great adjunct to that. But maybe you, you, you just need some help and you may, may or may not need a therapist, but this will help you walk through the process. And so I approach what is trauma. I approach some of these concepts I was starting to mention before. How do you unblend from your parts? How do you unburden your parts? How do you work with your parts? Get to know you, know them, all this kind of thing. And so there's 12 chapters and each chapter starts with a little vignette. And it's just a little snapshot, a very short story that just captures um, somebody's situation. And then after that, and after that, there's a little element, a, a little section called the psychology, and and gives a little background of okay, what is the psychological element at play? Then I have a scripture study that just kind of explains how this actually relates to our faith, in particular the scriptures. And then after that, there's a little meditation. So that's sort of like the experiential part. Okay, this is how you do it, or do this exercise and it'll help you to actually not just think about it and think, oh, that's cool sounding, but actually try it out. And then there's a discussion afterwards. So there's discussion questions, especially if a group is doing this together. You might really like the discussion questions. And so every chapter kind of follows that pattern. And so you're kind of on a journey of self-discovery as you go through this book. Is this a book that Have you um, read in, in order? Or can you kind of pick it up and Don't go to a particular chapter that relates to the challenge that you're, you're having? Well, I would read it in order because unless you're super familiar with the system, you go say therapy, if you're very, very familiar, then, then yeah, you can just sort of jump in anywhere I suppose. I, I'm assuming most people are not. I wrote this book with the assumption that you don't know what it is. And so you, I think the progression of the book is important uh, because there's concepts that you know, the, where the end is in the And the last chapter kind of brings it all together. So you're, you're explaining, so if somebody doesn't know about um, some of these topics, they're going to learn about it. That's great. Tell us a little bit. So, I, and I'm just reading the um, the excerpts and the, the information that's posted at sophiainstitute.com. Again, we're talking with uh, with Dr. Jerry about his new book, Lessons of the Heart. Um, and okay, so on here it says uh, he stands alone to his integration of advanced trauma-based treatment with rich biblical and Christian traditions. How how interesting is it as a uh, as a professional to be able to tie in? Sort of this academic science-based thoughts with, uh, with your faith. What's it like tying those two together? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so that excites me, and, and I, I can go deep in, in a journey there. Um, the most popular part we're talking right now is and it's, it's so popular that it's very hard to get training for therapists. It's just really hot uh, because it works. Was that it was becoming more and more 
I had to, I sort of wanted to figure out, like, okay, I know this works because I've used it, but I'm not liking what I'm hearing how some people are fighting. So I want to, I want to see whether this, this could be really took me into this sort of dream so I have an aspect that thread throughout the book is showing how this is actually the Catholic fundamental it's not just baptizing some kind of pagan model it's actually fundamentally Catholic and where it needs to be adapted from the model is out there so that that was a big part of what I was doing but I I came across some interesting things that I fell in love with obviously ones I already knew like Trinity Gus Maximus the Confessor, just love him. He's a, a seventh century uh, saint who kind of straddles the East and the West. Um, he's a martyr, uh, pretty much a martyr, confessor. He, he he fought against heresy and had his tongue cut out for, for uh, fighting against heresy. But um, he's a brilliant. And one of the things that he helped me see is this idea that Christ is at the center of the whole universe. And that from there comes the church and comes there comes the individual that and, and he helped me capture this idea of the that that it's the whole universe is growing becoming the kingdom of god and that it and then he says he has this global perspective and he says that global perspective that kingdom exists within you too so the sense christ is at the center of you and there's this and he calls it a workshop within and so there's idea that oh okay I, um, there's a church, if you will, it's inner temple, inner kingdom. It, there's a diversity, a complexity to my soul, to my inner mind, whatnot. And so that felt like, wow, that really fits to this idea that we have parts. And that's and if really have, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Keep going, please. Yeah. yeah. If, and if we have inner harmony, right. If our parts are loving God together and appreciating the diversity, appreciating our you know, and our, we're not, our burdens are lifted and we're, there's this sort of inner cooperation. It's kind of like the best church possible where everyone is singing together in perfect, you know, uh, key and everything else and these beautiful hymns and worshiping God together. If that's happening inside, then, and we come together with other people for whom that's also happening, then you can just imagine how that, you know, the, how the overflow, the levels, the layers upon layers, which is glorifying God. So, um, that kind of was Saint Maximus was my mind blowing uh, saint for uh, applying this model. Well, there, there you go. Um, super interesting. When I, yeah, I, we have a um, a son named Maximilian, but we just call him Max. But I love the name Maximus, um, <laughs> and I'm actually a fan of Gladiator as well. I thought that was a pretty cool movie. Um, right. And his name, of course. So whenever when he said Maximus, that's who I thought of at first. So. <laughs> Uh, encourage our our, re, our uh, listeners to check out Saint Maximus as well. Um, I, I wonder. Okay, so trauma leads to anxiety, right? Um, can anxiety occur organically without trauma? No, because um, we need to define trauma just a little bit. Because sometimes people think when it's a trauma, it has to be like you know 
an earthquake or a plane crash or you know a, you're in the middle of a war but but and those are capital t kind of traumas we might say but trauma is anything that causes us to be disconnected from ourselves from others and from god and and that can be being bullied or that can be even apparently inadvertently like you know snapping at their child can can be a, a it might be mild trauma but ultimately if it if it makes us feel unsafe or helps us or questions who we are in some way uh and so because it's it's the 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 anxiety is more around the fear that comes with anything that might be a physical threat or, or a perceived physical threat or real or or emotional threat um, I, i'm so, so that, happy you know, i i love your definition and i don't know if that's your definition or the definition but I think about what a secular psychologist would say about trauma, and there's no way they would include a separation from God in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I just don't, I mean, I've never heard that before from the secular side. And I think that's such an important thing to talk about. And I think about like, what is hell, mm -hmm. right? Hell is the absence of God. I mean, that would certainly be pretty traumatic. Um, yeah. I coined this term. I think it's the first chapter actually is called original trauma. And I, I coined it because, you know, obviously there's original sin and that happened, which separates us from God. But then as a result of being separated from God, that was our original trauma. And as a result of that trauma, we continue to inflict trauma upon each other. You know, you've got Cain, Cain and Abel, for example, and then you've got murder. It just, so it becomes this whole, you know, bouncing effect of ping pongs of various kinds of harm to each other that just perpetuates more and more. And the kingdom of God, I would argue, is the opposite of that. It wants to bring that in and, bring, you know, replace that with wholeness and healing. Uh, such an interesting topic. Um, again, we're talking uh, about the new book, Litanies of the Heart uh, by, by Dr. Jerry. And um, you're listening to Truth Culture Life. We've got a few more minutes, and I was hoping we could dive in a little bit more uh, to the book, which is available via sophiainstitute.com. Um, and we'll post a link on our Facebook page for all of our listeners as well. But in the book, I'm just reading the excerpt from the uh, Sophia Institute website. You will find the, the key virtue in inner transformation, what is really meant by true self-love, the way to begin to open yourself to God's grace and healing, how your spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health are interconnected, and eight characteristics of the redeemed inmost self. There's a lot of phrases and things here that are uncommon to me because this is not a subject matter that I think about much. One of the things you talk about uh, or that the description talks about is you'll learn uh, to enter into your inmost self. What does inmost self mean? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so we have St. Paul talks about his inmost self, right? We we know um, he talks about the law of my inmost self. The way um, I've tried to capture it is it's the heart, but not just the heart. It's the, the deepest part of the heart. And we see in a lot of the monastics, they might use language um, like the cave of the heart or, or, or St. Athanasius might say the mirror of the soul. Uh, but we have this, we have a, biblical aspect of the heart we hear in the Old Testament, a slightly different nuanced understanding of it in the Greek New Testament, and then different church leaders, church fathers, different time periods using this same language. So I was doing a lot of time trying to like, how do these all align? Because sometimes they talk differently about them. But but basically the bottom line is your, your deepest spiritual center of your soul. 
and that is um, the inmost self. And to me, it aligned with what what uh, internal family systems was saying and just calling the self. It aligned. It wasn't the same. They went in a dangerous direction with it and sort of saw the self as part of a larger, bigger self in the universe, kind of like a, a Buddhist or Hindu kind of approach to it. Um, but 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 the biblical approach is is that we do have this deep center, uh, which still needs to be re renewed and redeemed. Um, but 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 it's it's closest to the image of God. It is. I mean, we're all we're created in the image of God, our whole person. But it's the most reflective of our image of God. And and in the in the Greek kind of in the Eastern Christian tradition, uh, they might use the word nous, um, and and they might have this understanding that that this deepest center of the soul, the nous, is is the faculty by which we can connect with God. So it's a mediating point between God and us. Or we might even, if we want to go with like St. Teresa of Avila, you could say like the, the the center of her interior castle was that bridal chamber. It was the union between the human person and Christ. You know, so are the it's the home of the Holy Spirit. It's where we connect with God. I, I want to read this uh, quote here. Um, As you rest in the spiritual center of your soul, you will learn to lay down your burdens and feelings of being overwhelmed. Above all, you will find how to truly experience God's love and learn to love him and others fully. And that's a, um, an excerpt that's on the uh, Sophia Institute um, webpage for the book, Litanies of the Heart. Uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, one of the other, other points before we let you jump, and we could talk to you literally all day. It's so fascinating. And I know we're, we're running up against the, the uh, top of the hour here. Um, you will learn how to develop the eight C's. What are the eight C's? Yeah, the eight C's were developed by um, Richard Schwartz, who founded Internal Family Systems. And he just, he was secular and everything, and he just found these to be true. Once you access that self, um, it, it, no matter how messed up your life was, no matter how tra trauma you experienced, when you were able to access that deeper self, you just had certain qualities that just emerged. Uh, they were compassion, clarity, um, calm, confidence, connection, creativity, and curiosity, courage, if I said it. And uh, and those are natural. I, I, I think they're just so helpful. They're helpful uh, Cs. I think there's more. I think there's the virtues <laughs> um, that could be added to those. But and you've um, got the five Ps, the five Ps as well. Yeah, that's uh, patience, persistence, perspective, playfulness, and presence. So Again, they, they really, it's kind of like when you're working with your parts and you're, you want to know, is this, am I connecting from my core inmost self or am I not? Is this some part of me acting? And so when you feel the presence, like that calm, that presence and compassion is flowing, you know, you're operating from the self. When there's some kind of agenda at work, you know, it's a part. So it's just, it's just a useful tool to help us, first of all, figure out, figure out who's who in our inner world. Well, I think we're basically out of time for this segment. I just want to leave with this. Uh, the book, uh, Litanies of the Heart, uh, includes three uh, includes three litanies, a litany of the closed heart, litany of the wounded heart, and litany of the fearful heart. These litanies have been used by countless people to connect their inner parts with God's love and mercy. The goal here is to bring you closer to relationship with God as you release your fears and anxieties. And I just want to read this last uh, sentence here, which I think is really cool. We know that in God's embrace, we can find safety and that God can heal all of our wounds with loving care. Dr. Jerry explains, 
God truly knows us, sees us, and wants the very best for us. And God delights in watching us discover our true selves. I always think about um, the quote, uh, be who you're called to be and you will set the world on fire. Mm. Right. And I think about that when I see that discover our true selves, discover who you're supposed to be. I'll give you the last word, Dr. Jerry. Thank you again for being on this program. Oh, my pleasure. It's, it's great to be here. And if you want to actually check out the litanies before the book comes out, you can go to soulsandhearts.com backslash lit and they're available. You can as PDFs and you can pray them. That's wonderful. This has been such a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll come back once the book is out and let us know how it's going. We'd love to. All right. Thank you. Please believe in yourself. Because we've all been face first on the ground. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. Listeners support Catholic Spirit Radio in many different ways. Some write checks. Others use credit cards. But did you know that you can also give Catholic Spirit Radio your old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, even if it's not working? Donating your vehicle is easy. We take care of everything from pickup to tax receipt. Just go to CatholicSpiritRadio.com to click on the Donate Your Vehicle link or call 866-628-CARS. Catholic Spirit Radio is reminding you of three upcoming Holy Days of Obligation, December 8th, December 25th, and January 1st. Vigil Mass is the evening before it count. We will have a webpage at catholicspiritradio.com listing all the mass times for churches in more than a dozen counties throughout the cities you, our radio listeners, live in. If you are eager to see the announcement the moment we get each new mass page posted, console our Facebook page. Have a Merry Christmas! Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line a warm welcome to our new Catholic Spirit Radio listeners in Rockford. We hope you are inspired and informed by our quality programs. Tell others about Catholic Spirit Radio now heard in the Rockford area on 88.9 FM and CatholicSpiritRadio.com. Christmas and year-end giving constitutes one-third of all charitable donations made annually. Please join others in supporting Catholic Spirit Radio during December. Donations do great good and are tax-deductible. To give to our Christmas and year-end giving campaign, please visit our website at catholicspiritradio.com today. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life. Wow, what an interesting interview with Dr. Jerry Crete. Uh, and we just want to thank Sophia Institute for sending him our way. And really, Sophia Institute has turned into a great partner for this program. I mean, they have sent us so many wonderful authors and guests that I just want to give them a big shout out. Um, and Sophia Institute is about to launch a new publicity arm. 
So for any of our listeners out there, if you're involved with any um, projects or ministries that could benefit from publicity services, uh, you're welcome to reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with them or just go to sophiainstitute.com. I think they may have some information there as well. Um, all right. So for the last few minutes that we are remaining, uh, I'm all by myself here at the studio and I thought I'd just crank out this last segment um, before we cut. We are approaching Christmas, which is exciting. I am recording this podcast and this radio show on the uh, on Friday, uh, the day before it airs. So it's the Immaculate Conception today, which is wonderful, holy holy day of obligation. And I went to confession last night, so I'm feeling all graced up and looking forward to uh, going to mass later today. I have so much going on right now, as most of my listeners know. Um, and most of the listeners of this program know. So first of all, Sierra is at the moment not with the radio show. She has taken a uh, amazing job working for the GOP. Um, and uh, and so she will be gone at least through the election cycle. And hopefully we'll get her back at some point if she's not working at the White House or something in the future. So super proud of Sierra. Father Orsi the host of uh, Action for Life Television and our co-host here is out for today. And we may not be able to see much of him between now and the new year because of the holidays, everybody gets real busy and traveling and stuff. And I am trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. Uh, yeah, I've got, you know, we've got this radio show, which is really interesting and a lot of fun. But I'm also the biggest project I have right now um, would be the movie Incorruptible. So uh, that is what I am working on as much as possible. We are about to release a new teaser, which will uh, only be about a minute long, followed by a new trailer in early January. So the teaser will be released this month. A longer trailer will be released next month. And we have got to pick up the fundraising efforts to finish that movie. It's expensive making a movie. I had no idea when I went into this um, just the time, the cost, when we bring out film crews to help film. I was doing most of the interviews myself at first, and I, I still will be doing many interviews as we you know, we meet with people like Cardinal Burke and the sisters. And uh, we have a, a young lady who um, is claiming that she was, and it looks to be very true, that she was healed um, through the intercession of Sister Wilhelmina from cancer. And so a lot of these interviews, I try to do as many of them by myself as I can because it doesn't cost anything. It's just my time. But what I've discovered is that it's really, really complicated running. We have two cameras. We have an A camera and a B camera. So we have different angles. We have audio. We have an audio device in addition to the microphones on the cameras. We have lights in some cases if the room's not lit well. It's really, really hard to set up all the gear, microphones, and to monitor that while I'm also conducting an interview in person. And so what I found is the production quality goes way up. My interview quality goes way up when I bring out a film crew, but that's expensive. Um, and so if you're listening and you want to support the production of Incorruptible, the movie, which is a, the story of the faith and uh, life of Sister Wilhelmina, go to incorruptiblemovie.com. Um, you can sign up there. And there is, I believe, a link right on that page where you can click and um, help support the film. We have a Life Under campaign that we are trying to raise money to um, really for the for the interviews, that is the least expensive part of the film. The big thing that we need to pay for are the reenactments. We just filmed a reenactment earlier this month 
of, um, and actually late, late November, I'm sorry, of the discovery scene, which was amazing. We filmed it out in Gower with, uh, we had about six sisters participating as extras and they imitated the discovery scene of when they were digging at the grave and when they hit the coffin and they discovered Sister Wilhelmina's body. And that serves as the basis for the little teaser that uh, we will be releasing in the next week or so uh, at the incorruptiblemovie.com webpage. So um, that discovery scene was a proof of concept. But can we pull off, you know, a lot of old Catholic films, some of them look really, really cheesy. And, you know, it's difficult to do reenactments to, to almost do like Hollywood style scenes without a huge budget. And I wanted to see, could we pull this off and make it look really, really beautiful and make it very, very powerful. And I think we did. And so I, I really can't wait to share, um, share this with you and share this with all the people following the film. So the reenactments, there are so many reenactments that I'm hoping to produce in the near future uh, for Incorruptible. So the goal is interviews between now and February, we need to raise a, bu uh, a, a bucket full of funds um, to pay for the reenactments. And one of those reenactments is possibly going to be pre-Civil War. And if we can pull that off, it'll be filmed on a, um, a farm in Missouri. And it's going to be a pre-Civil War scene of when Sister Wilhelmina's grandmother had a conversion. Uh, if we can pull that off, that will be the most expensive scene. We've got other scenes that'll be less expensive, but are going to be really beautiful. One is a really special scene where a young Sister Wilhelmina living in Baltimore would attend daily Latin mass. And she would go at times to Washington, D.C., to Old St. Mary's. And there at Old St. Mary's was none other than Nellie Gray sitting in, uh, on, in the same pew that she went to daily mass every day for years upon years. It's just amazing to me. For those that don't know, Nellie Gray is the founder of the March for Life. And I, was, I became personally uh, personal friends with her uh, really during the last year of her life. And we would speak almost weekly by phone. We got to know each other. She invited me to join the board of the March for Life. And uh, when she passed away, I was um, blessed and privileged to be asked to be one of the pallbearers at her funeral. And it was at Old St. Mary's. And, I, and I'll never forget that experience. And so when I, when I found out that Sister Wilhelmina attended, at times, the same church that Nellie Gray went to, and they were probably in the same room, um, and they probably knew who each other, you know, you, you, would, you would notice a nun sitting at daily mass, right? That's a scene I want to reproduce. I want to show that scene. Um, and we're going to film it from behind. So you won't actually see their faces and we're not actually going to say who is who. Um, but you'll know, you'll know who Nellie Gray is because she'll be wearing her red coat. So I've just, I've just teased it away. Uh, anybody who doesn't listen to this program will have no idea, but my listeners, you now know the secret sauce of that scene. So anyway, join us. If you could join me and help me, uh, with incorruptible, I'd be really grateful. Um, you can check out our life funder. Go to our link at uh, Facebook uh, for the for the radio show, Facebook forward slash Truth Culture Life Pod. I'll, I'll post a link to the Life Funder campaign. We also have a Facebook page for Incorruptible now, just Incorruptible Movie. But go to incorruptiblemovie.com for more information. Anyway, you are listening to Truth Culture Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. We are all out of time today. I just want to thank you for listening and thank you also for supporting Catholic Spirit Radio, which continues to grow. Uh, so it's wonderful to see that this ministry is doing so much good in the state of Illinois. 
If you haven't done so, be sure to download the Catholic Spirit Radio app and share it with your friends so that we can further grow this uh, this ministry. Thank you again for listening. I'm Royce Hood, and we'll see you soon. Have you ever been low? Don't recognize yourself. Well, I build fears first on the ground. But don't